You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan with you for the next hour or so. I'm going to be telling you, uh, keeping you up to date on all the latest tech news and mixing in a bit of music and things like that. So um, first story we have, let's get right into it. Uh, Samsung updates its mid-range Galaxy A51 and A71 with flagship S20 camera features. Uh, so these phones are becoming increasingly popular now with the, with the prices of the flagship phones going up so much. And these are like pretty much three quarters of the way there uh, to, to to a flagship phone but with, with obviously missing uh, uh, the big high price uh, I think the, what they use is 7 series processors instead of 8 series which the flagships get but unless you're like a heavy gamer you'll never know the difference and in some ways actually there are bigger screens especially with the A70 uh, the A71 now as well say my brother has an A70 and in some ways, it's actually much, it has a bigger battery than the. I don't know if it has a bigger battery than the brand new uh, the S twenty, but it has a bigger battery than the the one that was uh, was that was out last year. The it wasn't it wasn't nineteen, obviously. It was the what was the last Samsung Galaxy S eleven, twelve, or something? It just jumped up to twenty. It wasn't nineteen anyway. That's for sure. Uh, but it had a bigger. It has a bigger battery, and you know it falls down on a few different things but for value for money it's it's fantastic but uh so and they're not even they seem to be even better now getting the some of the camera functionality from the flagship um camera so let's see what it says samsung is updating its a51 and a71 handsets with a collection of new features from its flagship s20 series these include new camera functionality like single take and night hyperlapse along with new sharing, search, and translation features. Samsung's announcement doesn't exactly um, doesn't say exactly when the update is releasing, uh, but GSM Arena previously reported that the functionality has started rolling out uh, to the A51 last month. Also, it's already in the A51, so it's going to be coming to the A71 now as well. Uh, along with new uh, camera features are single-take and night hyperlapse. Single-take lets you capture using several different camera modes simultaneously and then pick from the results after the fact. Uh, while night hyperlapse is designed to offer better hyperlapse videos on, in low light, uh, there's a new custom filter that lets you create filters using your existing photos. And the A51 and A71 are also being updated with manual focus and shutter speed controls for photography. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Huh? They don't have that already. Yeah, most... Uh, most of the uh, camera or phones nowadays have manual focus and things uh, have a in a pro mode and things like that uh, but they're getting it now as well outside of the camera the phones are also being updated with samsung's quick share and music share features which will let you share media files and bluetooth connections and near with nearby devices respectively the phone's keyboards can now directly translate text the gallery app can now group similar images together to make them easier to navigate and the phone's app search functionality is being improved. Uh, the mid-range A-series is one of Samsung's most popular smartphone lineups and the phones are much more affordable than its flagship Notes and Galaxy S devices. Yeah, so that's good news for owners of the mid-range Samsungs, which are great in fairness. Uh, they're 
I suppose there is better value for money if you go for like the the well last year's models were the the Realme X2 Pro and the Xiaomi Mi 9T Pro uh but those equivalents um yeah so there is better value f- both if you want the big brand name and you want value for money uh, that's probably the best way to go so uh next up is Qualcomm's new Snapdragon 865 plus its most powerful mobile chip designed for gaming uh 10% more power than the original Snapdragon 865 uh, Qualcomm has announced a refreshed version of the Snapdragon uh, 865 processor called the uh, 865 Plus. They did it this last year as well. Uh, the 855, was it? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, my phone now, the the Realme X2 Pro has the 855 Plus. It's the boosted version of the 855, uh, which is supposed to have made a big difference, but I didn't have an 855 to compare. Although I did, actually, I take it back. Uh, I had, um, I uh, set up my wife's phone. I was using that as well um, as a product review to try it out. Um and the, that was the the Xiaomi Mi 9T Pro, and that was the the standard 855. And uh, I'd say I don't know. It's hard to tell. I I I don't heavily use phones. I don't do gaming on phones. I do if I play games, it's on the PlayStation 4. So I wouldn't. I never really strain phones that much. Actually, do you know what? <laughs> probably um, one of those mid-range phones was probably. Although I I paid mid-range phone price for it anyway, so it doesn't matter too much. And it has higher specs for other stuff that I do a lot of, which is photography and things like that. Although saying that, it has a 65 megapixel camera, the Realme X2 Pro, uh, but. It's very softwareish rather than the actual sensor and things like that because you can take all the photos you want, right? But then if you want, there's a special 65 megapixel mode or whatever, you click into that and the photo's much slower. It's much slower taking the photo and you have to hold it extra steady. So, uh, yeah, you have to hold it extra steady. So I presume what it's doing is taking multiple photos and like stitching them together. So it's not a native 64 megapixel. So that's that's a downside of it. But it does come out quite good now. And even when I'm hand holding it, it does still come out quite good. But you have to. I've taken photos where I'm in a hurry, taking the photo, and it's in the 64 megapixel mode. Then uh, an hour later, I check the photo, and it's like blurry because it's you have to stay there for literally eight seconds for it to take the photo, or it won't take it. At least five seconds, <laughs> no joking. Um, so I, I just, I don't leave it in that mode. I leave it in just the normal mode, which is probably just thirty-two megapixel or something like that, because it's not, um, it, it's too slow. Uh, the Cryo uh, five eight five CPU has its clock speed boosted up to maximum of three point one gigahertz, which is ten percent higher than the standard eight sixty five. Yeah, so it's pretty much what they were doing. Ten, the Adreno six fifty GPU is ten percent faster graphics rendering. Newly added uh, compatibility for Qualcomm's Fast Connect sixty nine hundred Collect Suite. So yeah, everything is just boosted. They, they they just clock it up as much as they can, uh, same as they did last year. So, uh, do you know what? We might take a song now. We'll be back after this with some more Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Lee and Mitchell. Stay tuned to One Hundred Two. Bad boy is-
Oh, you're very welcome back to Tech Thursday. And if this screen will come up for me. Next story is Twitter is working on a new subscription platform, hence job listing. A mysterious new Twitter subscription team codenamed G-R-Y-P-H-O-N, Gryphon, is the new Twitter subscription service. Uh, well... Uh, rumors. Uh, Twitter appears to be working on a subscription platform for its social networking service. A new job listing reveals that Twitter has a new internal team codenamed Gryphon that is building a subscription platform. Uh, Twitter is currently recruiting engineers to join the subscription team with employees collaborating closely with the company's payments team. Uh, The job posting notes potential Twitter subscriptions would be a first for the company, but it's not clear exactly how Twitter plans to implement a subscription service. Twitter generates the vast majority of its revenue through ad sales and data licensing uh, currently, and a subscription service could see potentially provide exclusive content in return for a monthly fee. Twitter has previously investigated offering subscriptions as a paid service for power users. The company ran a survey a few years ago to assess whether Twitter users would pay for the new analytics, uh, breaking news alerts or information about what an account's followers are tweeting about. Uh, Twitter may also be considering a Twitch or Patreon style um, type of subscription service where you could subscribe to individual accounts in some way. Uh, so you could, oh yeah, you could like don't if you, there's a Twitter user that you really like, you could donate to them or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting. <laughs> so the first thing a lot of people will set up, and then a lot of other people will attack them and get Twitter to take it, take it off of them. <laughs> uh, following publication of this article, Twitter revised the job posting to remove mention of a potential subscription feature in the development of the Gryphon team working on it. So that's interesting. They in, they edited the job listing, so that mean, that must mean it's true. <laughs> uh, Google Video reveals Android 11 will uh, likely launch on September 8th. I think I'll have a bit more about this later on, the development thing. They're trying to stabilize it and things. But uh, the 11 uh, Android, when did I say? September 8th is the date uh, that they're thinking of anyway. Um, it's like these big, I won't get that, I'd say. Uh, I got one update and I'd say that's all I'm going to get. Uh, I have uh, like a 2019 phone. So I probably, I got the... I got the update to Android 10, and I'd say that's all I'm going to get. Um, the date was shown, and that's the one of the big benefits of Apple, actually, is that you do get a lot of updates. But some of the updates also, uh, <laughs> they, they purposefully um, slow down your phone and, and close it when there's 30% battery left and all that kind of thing. They say to take care of the battery, uh, but I suppose they also want you to buy a new phone. (laughs) Uh, Android 11, the next major update to Google's mobile operating system is September 8th. Um, At around the 18-minute mark of a summit, uh, the Google Smart Home Summit, uh, you can see the checklist for September 8th and Android 11 launch right at the top of the side uh, the Google. So it kind of leaked. we're launching everywhere on September 8th. Oh, no, she said it anyway. When talking about the new Android 11 power menu that offers easier, easier access to smart home controls and toggles. So that's interesting. Is that, do you know what? I think they should give all the updates to every phone. And then when just like not anything to damage the phones, but when a phone is like six or seven years old or whatever and it can't handle it anymore, 
you know, then you'll have to go and get a new phone or something like that. Just, you know, let it naturally. But I suppose they just want to give you to, every year to buy a new phone, I suppose. Um, do you know what? We might take an ad break now. And we'll be back after this with a bit more tech news. Stay tuned. To tech. And you're very welcome back to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan with you. Uh, next story up, we're looking at Yamaha's new electric bicycle. The Ciavante is a fitness-focused speed demon, apparently. Uh, this is in The Verge. Uh, the drop bar handlebars and high steep frame design also seem geared towards veteran cyclists. Uh, Yamaha, the Japanese brand known mostly for its pianos and motorcycles and tuning the the Toyota Altesa engine. Um, and do they do Celic engines as well? The Yamaha Beams engine? Yeah, the, which is, uh, yeah, they're famous for that. Has also been um, selling electric bicycles in the US uh, for a little less than two years. Now the company is expanding its lineup with the addition of a new fitness-focused e-bike called the Savante. Savante is Yamaha's first class, uh, first class three e-bike offered in the US. That means it's pedal assist only, no throttle, uh, with maximum speed of 28 miles per hour. While that's sure to upset throttle enthusiastic uh, enthusiasts out there, uh, Yamaha cites market research that suggests class three e-bikes are expected to grow the fastest, thanks to their higher speeds and likely ability to replace a car that commutes um, to um, daily trips. So pretty much what it does is kind of turns you into like a Tour de France cyclist. (laughs) You can also, you can all of a sudden, uh, you're a a much better, more powerful, faster cyclist. It just gives you a bit of boost. It's like overdrive or something built into your legs. <laughs> so uh, that's a lot of speed for an e-bike, and as such, Yamaha is expected uh, expecting more experienced riders to to gravitate towards the Savante. Think tight-fitting shorts, bike jerseys, and expensive helmets. Uh, the drop bar handlebars and high uh, step frame design also seem geared towards veteran cyclists. And the three thousand three hundred ninety-nine price tag may place this bike a little out of range of the average shopper. So that's the Chivante. Uh, it's it's a motor supplies a maximum of seventeen newton meters, uh, fifty-two pound-feet of torque, and uh, canvas support of up to one hundred and ten rpm. Uh, the five hundred watt lithium-ion battery can be recharged from zero to eighty percent in up to one hour, and the ten-speed drivetrain. What is the five hundred watt lithium-ion? Uh, it doesn't say what. Um, capacity it is though um, uh, and the 10 speed drivetrain double chain ring Shimano STI shifters shifters shifter uh, gears and hydraulic dr- disc brakes should supply plenty of assistance when attacking steep hills it does look kind of cool it, um, it looks like kind of hybridish looking it looks like half mountain bike half racing bike it has a kind of a thick frame uh, but it has thin uh, like narrow wheels but but thick looking rubber um like a um the wall is thick but it's but they're narrow uh, they're yeah they're they're tall but they're not wide kind of thing so yeah it does look cool though in fairness now uh, that's the new Yamaha power-assisted bicycle. Uh Samsung reportedly won't include chargers with some phones starting next year. I know, like, everyone probably has a charger already, but, 
like are they not bringing out faster chargers that need or is it is it for phones that don't have fast charging just have standard charging or whatever that's, that's weird though uh, Samsung may not include chargers in boxes and of some of its smartphones starting in 2021 according to a report from why don't they do where you can get it a little bit cheaper or something without the chargers oh I already have a charger I'll just get the basic version or something you know the non-charger version or yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Though. The company or just make the like the most minimal possible charger just to for to make sure that everyone is covered. It's weird giving out a product that you can't use directly. Like if you've never had a phone in your life and you just get one of them, then you can't use it. Uh, the company is taking them out because many people already have chargers uh, to help reduce costs. The report says, while not including a charger in the box. Might seem uh, like a big move. Samsung reportedly isn't the only major phone uh, maker considering it. Apple may do something similar by not including a charger with this year's iPhone lineup. According to Apple analyst uh, Ming Shui Ko, um, Apple also may also phase out uh, the 5 watt and 18 watt chargers that are currently come with iPhones, depending on which model you buy. Uh, so Apple are thinking about doing it as well. Uh, so that's that's weird though yeah that's strange like uh, I presume they're presuming that uh, everyone already has well they probably do to be honest Uh, but I suppose you can always maybe they should um, offer to throw in a charger for free or something if you don't like you have them in stock there in the shop say oh I don't have a charger or I'm buying my first iPhone so I have no lightning cable oh we'll just give you one for free so uh, for people that don't have one uh, have it optional where it's not included but we'll throw in one so that way maybe only 2% of people will actually take them uh, just uh, don't even offer it openly just kind of have it for people that like oh, tell them by the way, there's no charger with this. Oh, right, I've never had an iPhone before or something like that. Or if they say, oh, I already have one, and then it's fine, you know. Uh, Android 11's latest beta is all about stability. Things aren't changing much between now and release. Uh, oh, yeah, we were talking about this earlier now. Uh, it's coming out the 8th of September, they were saying. So uh, what it's the the main upgrade is stability apparently platform stability milestone so that's what they say actually is a lot of the reason why people stay with apple is they're more stable and they have a, a walled garden as they call it but it works well in there you know if you have all apple products and nothing else uh then it works really well but if you want to mix it up it's not it doesn't work well at all and android has more variety of different products and uh, different you can have Samsung you can have Huawei well sometimes you can have Huawei you can have Samsung anyway uh, you can have um, Realme and Xiaomi and all the other ones that uh, that are running on that platform Sony and all those um, today but but the, what they were missing was the stability uh, but they're saying that their Android 11 is going to have more platform stability uh, meaning that from the perspective of app developers the operating system couldn't change much between now and its final release Google hasn't announced any new user features as part of its latest beta also they're not making big changes as the beta part goes along and as um, as the developers start building games and apps and stuff for it uh, they're not making big changes where the developers will have to change again 
the platform stability means the developers can start working on their final Android 11 compatibility updates without having to worry about the platform changing between now and the final release. So they must be happy with it. In other words, uh, they must be happy with how the beta is going. They're not finding massive faults. Uh, they're not having to make major changes. So... Um, yeah, that's interesting. If you want to try out the latest beta yourself, Google says the beta is available today for the Pixel 2, 3, 3a and 4. Well, yeah, and you know what? In fairness, it's good that Google are actually uh, given the... If you have a Pixel, if you have their own phones, you're getting the... You can get the latest updates and everything, even going back to the Google Pixel 2. Uh, so that's pretty good. Um, they, they're They're doing like what Apple does that way, if you buy their own phone. So it's just, you know, fair enough, I suppose. Um, Amazon will start listing names and addresses of marketplace sellers to combat counterfeiting. Amazon says the change goes into effect uh, September 1st. So they're going to be doing like what eBay does because, you know, you can see all the sellers on eBay. You can go into the seller and see their history and things like that. They will start publicly listing the names and addresses of U.S.-based third-party sellers on its marketplace. All right. I I wonder will that count with Europe as well, or is it? It could be a privacy thing in Europe. Maybe they mightn't be allowed to do it. Um, according to a report on the Business Insider, the change was announced uh, in a note to sellers on Wednesday. The change goes into effect from September first. These products help customers learn more about the businesses of a seller and the products that they are selling. The note says, of course, so you can see what else they're selling. That's like eBay as well, I suppose. According to a copy obtained by Business Insider, we are making this change to ensure that there is a consistent baseline for seller information and to help customers make informed shopping decisions. Uh, the change in this policy would make it harder to stay an anonymous seller on a marketplace, but also means customers will know exactly which individual or entity they're buying from and where that business is located. Uh, okay, so that's interesting. I, it'll I, I, uh, like as long as they're a reliable seller, it shouldn't make too much of a difference. But um, uh, it'll help to to fight against counterfeiting and things like that. Anyway, so that's interesting changes and see how it'll bring them more kind of in line with eBay sty- style uh, setup, I suppose. If only we had an Amazon Ireland. <laughs> that's an, an awful pity. The, the delivery charges are way too much and we don't get any of the free delivery like they do uh, if you're in the country where the where the big um, warehouse is. I suppose if they were building a warehouse, they'd have to like near Dublin but not in Dublin kind of a thing, isn't it? Because it has to supply the rest of the country but Dublin would be its biggest market more than likely because it has the most people. So maybe like just the south side of Dublin or something like that where it could spread out uh, towards the the rest of the country, maybe the southwest, outside of Dublin somewhere. But hopefully one day they'll do that, and we can have same day delivery. And we, can, I'd be using, I use Amazon actually very little. And my brother uses it a bit more than I do. He has that address pal, and you have to pay three quid, and it'll it'll deliver any UK products. Actually, there's a way around that as well. That's actually a good money saving thing. Is uh, a lot of the free delivery you get in the UK, you can actually send to an address pal address for free and then just pay your three euro. So it might, ha- even if you can get it delivered to Ireland, it might actually be cheaper way around it. So that might be a money saving tip for you there. Get it uh, sent to address pal 
and then get the address pal to send it to you for three quid instead of paying 10 or 12 euro or something for Amazon directly to to deliver the product with the free delivery in the UK over to Ireland so that's a, a, a tip there for you I haven't used that yet but I've heard <laughs> I've, uh, somebody was telling me about it so um, that's a good idea uh, Intel's Thunderbolt 4 standard looks set to raise the bar for USB-C devices so uh, Intel has announced the details of its upcoming Thunderbolt 4 connection standard which will be built on top of the also forthcoming USB 4 specification the new spec isn't technically faster uh, from a maximum speed per- perspective like Thunderbolt 3, Thunderbolt 4 will support a maximum speed of up to 40 gig per second. But Intel is making other improvements with new standard, uh, adding high video and data requirements and support uh, for multi-port hubs. Oh, so you can have more multi-port hubs that are faster. Uh, Thunderbolt 4 computers will have to uh, support either 4K displays or 1.8K display. Oh, two 4K displays or one 8K display will have have to support. Oh, they will have to be able to do that. Oh, yeah. That, that don't mean they'll come with them, but they, they'll have to be able to support them. Along with PCIe data transfer speeds of up to 32 gigabyte per second, uh, all double the previous minimum requirements from Thunderbolt 3. Uh, the new standard will also enable Thunderbolt 4 docks and monitors, which up to four Thunderbolt ports uh, up... Um, up from the two maximum Thunderbolt 3 devices uh, could offer new Thunderbolt 4 computers and cables will be compatible with Thunderbolt 3 cables and accessories too. Uh, Intel is also adding stricter hardware requirements that should make it more enjoyable to use uh, to use Thunderbolt uh, 4 laptops. The new standard manufacturers of thin and light laptops that need less than 100 watt of power to charge will be required to offer Thunderbolt 4 based USB-C charging on at least one port and Thunderbolt 4 laptops are required to be able to be woken up from sleep mode uh, through a keyboard or mouse connected through a Thunderbolt dock. Uh, The improved specifications came uh, from the USB uh, implementers forum USB-IF <laughs> and it gears up to launch the standard USB 4 specification which promises to bring many of the benefits of inter- Intel's previously existing Thunderbolt 3 standard uh, like a 40 GB transfer speed and all that so that's good 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 improvements coming more usability and things like that um, next up Google is reportedly abandoning a cloud computing product uh, for the Chinese market Google and so many other companies have tried different things in the Chinese market and it's just never worked out. They were apparently like doing a like a government pretty much uh I don't say run but a a, a government approved um social media service or some or search engine for them one time and they abandoned that because of a uh, slack they were getting flack that we're getting from from uh, people around the world so but the the isolated region project which would have allowed Google to operate cloud services in China Google has abandoned plans to develop and launch a cloud computing product designed for the Chinese market among other politically controversial countries according to a report from Bloomberg the move marks the second high-profile initiative within Google uh, designed for the Chinese market. Among, uh, um, 
after the existence of a censored Chinese search product codenamed Dragonfly, yeah, this one is on about, uh, was revealed uh, in media reports in 2018 and caused a firestorm of controversy until Google reportedly shut it down in December of that year. Uh, the new product is referred to internally as isolated region and the intended customer uh, was to be countries uh, intent on controlling the flow of data within their borders, Bloomberg, Bloomberg reports. Uh, the goal was to separate the product from Google's central cloud computing systems and network infrastructure so as to allow governments or third-party companies to oversee the data. Mm, oversee our control <laughs> true uh, without fear it would put the privacy of other google business customers also um there the government could be could spy on their own people but they couldn't spy on people around the world and that was okay so i don't know that's weird uh, it's unclear if the product was supposed to be the equivalent of a G Suite or some other combination of cloud hosting and storage. Uh, rumors of the project first started back in 2018, uh, when Bloomberg had another story on it. So, but they're they're they've changed their mind. Why are they constantly getting tempted by doing like weird things like that? Uh, I don't know. Money, I suppose. Lots of money. Uh, okay, we'll take another bit of music. Uh, we'll be back after this with some more Tech Thursday. Stay tuned. Now oh, you're very welcome back to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan with you. Uh, next up, a uh, story. Ford employees asked the company to stop making police cars. Okay. <laughs> the CEO Jim Hackett says he doesn't think it's controversial. Uh, why? Uh, employees inside Ford have asked the company's leadership to stop making and selling police vehicles, according to Jalo Uh In response, Ford CEO Jim Hackett has told employees in a letter that he doesn't think it's a controversial that Ford police interceptor helps officers to do their job. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure the vast majority of like they do great work. Police do uh, the vast majority. There are some bad apples. Uh, but why would you stop making police cars that go and save people's lives every day and uh, stop crimes from happening and solve crimes and solve murders and do things? It's, it's crazy. And that Ford will continue uh, the business. The internal discussion, which Ford confirmed to The Verge, comes uh, as the country is gripped by national movements. Um, against police brutality uh, that were sparked by the killing of George Floyd. Uh, yeah, which was terrible. And that person that did, and our people that were involved should all be going to jail and getting murder sentences and everything. But what has that got to do with good police and the good work that goes on by like probably 99% or 95% of all police? It's more like unions that protect bad police and things like that, that they get warnings over and over again and get, keep getting away with it. That, that's the major problem, is that the bad ones aren't being weeded out. Uh, but the police cars are for everyone, or for the good police, and I don't, I don't think the, the cars are at fault. It's not the fault of the car, it's the people using the car. So I don't know why they would stop making cars. Uh, Ford is far and away the leading automaker in the US when it comes to making and selling specially designed vehicles for law enforcement, making it up to making up to two thirds of the market. While it's not a big source of the company's annual revenue, uh, which was 156 billion in 2019, Ford has long maintained that its overall lineup benefits uh, from new technologies that get tested in the police vehicles, like hybrid electric drivetrains, for example. 
All right, so they tested it on police cars first. Oh, so that's that story. The the some protesters want the the for to stop making police cars, but I don't know. I don't, it doesn't make sense. Just punish the police officers that did it. Stop it from happening again. You know they they were trying to put that bill through and uh, things like that. That's what should be done. You know to stop it happening. I stopping police cars is just going to mean police won't have cars or someone else will have to do it and like they're Ford so they're probably made in America so they'll be stopping American jobs and things like that um, uh, anyway next story tech companies suspend processing Hong Kong uh, government data requests so Hong Kong recently was uh, the Chinese government came in and <coughs> made some new laws and they're pretty much just trying to make them like the rest. Of, they had a kind of independence. There was a deal that was done with when the British left to to leave them independent and that they wouldn't have the very draconian kind of laws that, that rules the rest of China and that they could be more free. And, and because of that, they were very a good business town. They were bustling. They were busy and... Uh, now the rest of China is busy as well and very but they they were seen to be more um had more freedoms than than the rest of China uh, but now China has kind of taken over and they've changed the rules and a lot of people have been arrested and uh that don't agree and there's new laws and it's kind of um they're becoming uh more in line with the rest of China I suppose uh, Facebook and Google and Twitter have suspended processing government requests for user data in Hong Kong uh, following China's establishment of a sweeping new national security law for the semi-autonomous city, formerly semi-autonomous city. Uh, Facebook, which also owns WhatsApp and Instagram, said in a statement it was pausing reviews for all its services pending further assessment of the national security law. Uh, Google, also a unit of Alphabet, and Twitter say they suspended their reviews of data requests from Hong Kong authorities immediately after the law went into effect last week. Uh, Twitter cited grave concerns about the law's implications. It's good that these companies are standing up, though, because so they've been famous, like the last story about Google uh, making the search engine and things like that. It's good that they're actually standing up and believe that this, you know, that, that Hong Kong uh, was doing better before. You know, they had more freedoms and they were able to go freely and not be monitored and, uh, you know, have social credit scores and things like that. The crazy stuff that goes on uh, when technology is used, you know, in not a good way. Um, so um, also there was another story about Australia which was very good. Um, they said that, uh, uh, that, that any citizens of Hong Kong that are in Australia on like student visas, they'll offer them a way to become full full citizens. And people that are living there on different visas and things like that, they'll, they'll help them to expedite becoming full citizens. Uh, and I think they're even opening it up for people that want to migrate there from Hong Kong. Uh, to become citizens in the in uh, Australia, I think the UK did something similar as well, like uh, about a month ago. Uh, so that's good. That's good. Uh, kind of a uh, financial refugees, maybe political refugees, something like that, <laughs> getting away from the authoritarian government in China. Uh, so we'll just go quickly through the rest of the stories because our time is getting short. 
this is from RTE Tech News. Gilead Sciences to create 140 jobs at Irish Operations. U.S. Pharmaceutical... There's so many pharmaceutical companies over here. It's amazing. Uh, U.S. Pharmaceutical company Gilead Sciences is creating 140 jobs here as it plans to invest about $7 million in its Irish operations. Um... The North Dock in Dublin is where they're going to be, uh, where the majority of the new positions will be based, uh, overlook, overlooking the liver, the, the liver Riffy, the River Liffey will be the first near zero energy building uh, finished in Dublin and sets a new standard of sustainability, and that's where they're going to be. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the rest of the company's new jobs will be based at their existing Cork facilities, so they're going to be there as well. Uh, they'll be coming in place in the next 12 months with the remainder hired in early 2022 so that's good news uh, weird green gel like substance found on the moon is finally identified no it's not space not <laughs> when China's U2 2 rover spotted a weird greenish gel looking substance on the, in a crater at the far side of the moon last year uh, there were understandable sense of excitement. What was it? Alien space now. Uh, team-led researchers, Chinese space scientists, published analysis of the substance. Uh, it's a rock. More specifically, impact melt breccia. Breccia is a rock made up of fragments of rocks or minerals cemented together like a ge- geological, uh, one of those jello salad packed fruit bits. Melt it down, it can become glassy looking. Oh, so that's what it was. It was a big, it was a bit of a rock, a weird bit of rock. Uh, Galaxy Fold 2 to launch in August uh, 5 with better screen ca- and better camera rumors and leaks here. Uh, will the Galaxy Fold 2 get a Z in its name? Could it be waterproof? Could it get rid of the first model's biggest screen eyesore? Another thing is, will the screen be so delicate that if you, you can scratch with your fingernail, which it wasn't good either. At this point, the rumor cycle, uh, it would be more shocking if Samsung didn't unveil the Galaxy Fold 2 or, or the Galaxy Z Fold, as they're calling it, on August 5th. Uh, it's online unpacked. Actually, there's another product I'm waiting to be uh, released as well or talked about is the... The, the probably the most famous sound isolating headphones is the Sony XM3s and there's rumors of an XM4 coming out so that would be very interesting they're supposed to be amazing I've actually never used proper sound isolating headphones like the XM3 or uh, Bose make very good ones as well so yeah be interesting uh, I might start saving for the XM4s when they come out because the XM3s now came out a good few years ago and they haven't been replaced. They're not like uh, being replaced every six months or something. Uh, so it might be worth uh, saving up and maybe investing in XM4s because the sound quality is supposed to be amazing as well, apparently. Uh, last few stories. Honda Civic Type R Limited Edition. Oh, nice. Gets Sets new lap record at Suzuka. Uh, the hottest Civic Type R is officially the fastest front-wheel drive car ever to lap the infamous uh, Japanese track. Uh, last month, Honda released... Uh, they had a previous record with a previous Civic Type R as well, didn't they? And last month, Honda released a short video showing the Civic Type R Limited Edition lapping Japanese Suzuka serv- uh, circuit, but didn't give any... I presume it's like a Mugen edition now or something. Uh, lay down a hot lap. The Civic Type R Limited Edition is officially the fastest front-wheel drive. 23.993 second lap or two minutes 23.99 uh, in the Super GT series driver uh, uh, Takuai Izuaka during the Type R's final performance test in February 
using a European spec production car you can watch this record run uh, so that's pretty cool uh, it beat the Megane uh, uh, oh they're talking about the Germany's Nürburgring Nord Shelf as well the Megane RS Trophy R is the current Nord Shelf front wheel drive tramp let's see if the Type R can take it on um, oh the previous winner was the Megane as well in, in uh, the Japanese circuit so the Type R just beat that so they're going to take it over now and see will it beat uh, it's 306 horsepower uh, 2 litre turbo engine so oh that's pretty cool and the last story an external lens won't completely fix your webcam woes but it has benefits mounting moments smartphone lenses on a laptop smartphone lenses on a laptop oh those um, do you know those glass lenses that you put on oh well, it's not going to improve the quality of the sensor or anything but you can make maybe more wide angle or zoom in or something like that um, so some people are adapting their using their clip on lenses or they're making them now for laptops as well uh, not just phones or some people are adapting them and things like that so that's another way to, to cheat your uh, uh, the moment webcam set uh, is $77 or something it's a bundle um, they're making ones for laptops and things as well it's O series and M series uh, to give you different uh, just clips on the back they actually look quite cool but they go down into your screen though which is a bit annoying uh, the little clip goes down into the top of the screen so but if you want to change your lens up so that's been Tech Thursday thanks for tuning in um, I'll be back with you again next week I hope you've enjoyed all the tech news and I'll talk to you next week this has been Patrick Sheehan with you bye bye you're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM Don't you know